Welcome to the Field Talk podcast from the Linder Farm Network. Weed management is an important facet of farming, especially when many species have developed some level of herbicide resistance. Right now, there's probably no more feared weed than Palmer amaranth, and that's with good reason. It's a fast-growing, prolific seed producer that has shown resistance to a number of herbicide modes of action. Anthony Cordelet with the Minnesota Department of Agriculture joined Linda Brecky to talk about Palmer amaranth in Minnesota and how farmers can stay a step ahead. So far, Cordelet says there are no new cases of Palmer amaranth reported yet this year. No, nothing from the field anyway. We uh, we have had a, uh, two fields of concern, one that was first infested last year in Goodhue County and another one in Houston County that had uh, that particular site, I think, was from 2019 when it was initially reported. It's had regeneration of Palmer, just a few plants here and there for the last couple of years. Um, we feel we're making ground uh, on managing it there. Uh, the, the fields from or the field in Goodhue last year, um, that one was a little tricky uh, just because of the way that it was planted. Um, and so we were really hoping that we weren't going to see anything there uh, this year with all the efforts we put into management. And we've scouted maybe the last three weeks now, and to date, no Palmer has uh, been seen um, on at either of those locations in Goodhue and uh, and in Houston County. And so we're we're somewhat cautiously optimistic right now. We know that we've had uh, sort of a weird spring where it was cool and rainy, uh, and then it kind of dried up and got really hot fast. Um, there's a little bit of delay, it appears, in pigweeds in general, um, and so, you know, we're hoping that uh, there's there, there's not going to be a flush of Palmer, you know, within the next two weeks or so. Um, and we're also hoping that if we get to, you know, mid-July, we're going to have good canopy cover with the soybeans that are grown on those fields right now. So that'll help us um, hopefully get to the fall without any seed production. Um, so though, that's kind of the news we have so far. We haven't had any other reports, um, knock on wood, uh, thus far. Uh, but I would expect as the summer goes on, it's going to become more identifiable uh, to the average person. So, you know, play it by week. And, you know, a lot of uh, producers have a crop consultant that they're working with, and that helps too because, you know, uh, the University of Minnesota Extension works a lot with those consultants, training them on you know what Palmer looks like and and uh, and, and what they should be looking for, um, and then we're sort of all tied together through if they do find something suspect, you know they they're reaching out to us and uh, we can do then some final determination is this Palmer or not and then even furthermore we'll take it uh, any specimens that we do find to be Palmer and we'll do some herbicide resistance testing on them to see if those populations exhibit any of those traits um, which is important because that helps us determine moving forward kind of how we want to manage those fields. What are some of the characteristics? Why is this such a um, a tough weed and the type of weed that you really want to get on top of? 
I think the main thing, it's an annual and it's a quick growing plant, right? So that it, it, in, in most annuals are reproducing or all annuals are reproducing by seed. So it produces a lot of seed. It can grow very quickly. Um, that's just kind of the nature of, of those types of plants. But I would say the number one factor that's really been alarming throughout the U.S. and made Palmer very difficult to deal with, uh, certainly in the southern, um, mid to southern half of the United States, is the herbicide resistance factor. It's just able to, you know, adapt and, and overcome uh, some of our better tools in the, in the you know, herbicide toolbox, which, um, you know, on a large, a large conventional plant, that's a very important mechanism to farm. So, you know, when you, um, when you, when you put something or, or you have something out there that, you know, kind of disrupts that whole system for a farmer, um, it, it can get out of control pretty quickly. We're not really sure um, how it will behave in Minnesota moving forward. Um, we've been really lucky and fortunate to have, uh, you know, a good university extension system. Um, I think the department has done a good job and the farmers statewide have reacted. I mean, we've done all of the things we can do uh, in Minnesota and that, ha that has been helpful. But Palmer's going to keep coming and, it, you know, we're not going to be able to stop that. So the more vigilant that the average farmer is... Uh, about this plant, you know, it will help them moving forward. Um, I don't think the department took this under uh, the scrutiny we did when we, you know, said we're going to have a zero tolerance policy when we first found it, uh, just because, you know, it was this horrible weed. We did it because we knew it was going to impact farming, and we haven't seen an ag weed like that for a while. Common water hemp kind of exhibits the same you know, uh, uh, traits and it's, it's, it's a burden on farmers too, but just the fact that Palmer can get so much larger and so much more dense than even water hemp does, that makes it problematic. Will it act like it does in Missouri and Alabama and Arkansas in Minnesota? Um, we, we haven't seen that yet because we've been trying to, you know, get rid of everything that's come in. Um, so that the kind of northern states, we're not really sure if it's going to be as bad as it was uh, in the southern U.S., um, but certainly uh, we don't want to find out either. And I think we've bought time for farmers in the last, um, you know, seven years or so since it came into the state to realize what it is, that it could be a problem for them, and, you know, the the better they focus on it, uh, maybe the less impacts it'll have on them long-term. So it does look a lot like, well, actually, it looks like a monster water hemp, doesn't it, kind of? Or? Exactly, yeah. It really does. And, I, you know, I, I've, I've seen fields from uh, colleagues, you know, in the south that, uh, you know, where it will actually clog up combines and, and just, it's, re it's really, and, and really decimate yields overall and just the growth of your crop. I mean, uh, it, can, it can get really, uh, really bad. We're hoping that there's some technologies that will start to be implemented, like, um, seed destroyers, uh, you know, they're looking at 
uh, all kinds of things like like different light wavelengths and all kinds of stuff that can be applied to maybe combines uh, as an example. Um, so if there is Palmer in your field and it passes through, you know, somehow the seed gets uh, destroyed enough where, you know, it's not viable anymore. There's a lot of work being put into this right now, but we're also looking at the pathways of spread. Um, and we've seen it, you know, through uh, not just traditional, we started with seed, you know, contaminated seed, but the seed industry in the, in the state of Minnesota and nationally now has really stepped up and they do a lot of testing um, in the lots that they prepare before they bag them and, and sell them. Um, and that's been really helpful. And then, um, you know, we're looking more now at screenings um, that get sold for livestock feed or other whole grain types of feeds that might come from a state where Palmer's more common, right? And they don't, you know, it's just everywhere and it ends up in the, in the harvest um, and may end up in that, that particular commodity. So, um, there, you know, even custom combiners that go around the Midwest, you know, and we're really trying to get the word out on be be aware of where you're going and, you know, clean stuff off if it's equipment oriented. And, you know, there was a lot of movement of livestock from one state to another now for grazing purposes just because of the drought. Um, so, you know, just really be aware before you bring stuff back where it was, you know, um, so th those kind of messages we're really working on now to try to develop more of an outreach campaign to just – and this isn't just for Palmer. There's other herbicide-resistant weeds on the horizon, and Palmer is really kind of our, if you will, testing ground um, for what may be the next weed to come along. Yeah, I mean, pigweeds in general um, produce a lot of seed annually, each, you know, each female plant. In this case, you have male and female plants in the field, and the females are the ones we're obviously the most concerned about for uh, the reproduction side of it. You know, there's there's a wide range of numbers. Uh, you know, we've we've heard you know on average around you know 250,000 to anywhere it could be up to uh, you know near a million, um, depending on the growth habit and the the conditions that plants growing in. Um, you know, it, it, it can produce more or less seed depending on how it's stressed or, you know, whether it's, it's getting all the nourishment and, you know, environmental needs it, 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 it requires. So, um, there's kind of a range there. It's always hard to predict, but, you know, a lot of people settle on that, you know, 250,000 to 500,000 somewhere in there. That's a lot of, you know, that's a lot of seed. And you think about that going through a combine and getting shot out the back end, um, if that's just one plant, but imagine there being five or six females in a in a given row in an area, you know, and that that gets spread over a larger area than once it, you know, blows out the back end of the combine. So that's how it kind of has been spreading once it gets infested into an area. Um, and we're also concerned about areas, you know, we don't want to see uh, – you know, um, livestock producers getting bad feed that might have contaminated seed in it because that's been known now to pass through the ruminant digestive system and make it out in the manure, you know, and get spread by manure on fields too. So um, the seeds are really, really uh, small and they're 
they're the the burden, you know, because when they spread around, that's when we get the new populations established. And that's why it's so important to 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 report too if you see anything suspicious, right? Yeah, that's correct. And and just take action right away. And I think a lot of um, I'm pretty. Uh, you know, optimistic for the future because I think a lot of farmers are now paying attention to the herbicide resistance, you know, of a lot of different weeds. And, you know, they recognize that as being a threat to their ability to, uh, you know, to produce, uh, you know, commodities at high yields. And, uh, um, you know, so these are just some challenges moving forward. And and I think, you we found that we can deal with this and, you know, and uh, really it's been the farmers that have, you know, in the end taken it up and, and they're the ones out there battling it and, and uh, creating the success I think we've seen in Minnesota so far. And you have some pictures so we can look at pictures and have an idea what to, you know, what we're looking for in the fields or, or even, you know, just in the gardens or whatever if we see something really strange. Yes, you can go to the Minnesota Department of Agriculture's Noxious Weeds site. We have a um, website specifically for Palmer, and you can get there multiple ways, but the easiest way is to go to our Noxious Weed list, and Palmer is listed on there as a hyperlink, and it'll take you to that um, location. And you can read about Palmer. There's pictures on there. We also have what we call the Palmer tracker map and that shows you the county level of infestation that we have in the state so where we found it um and where we're controlling it and i do have some good news uh that i should probably share um as of today all of the initial there were about 32 sites in our first year in yellow medicine and lyon county uh, those were through contaminated CRP. Those have all been considered eradicated now. We consider something eradicated and under our Palmer project if no re-emergence has occurred in three years. And so all of those fields, um, and then uh, also Todd County and Douglas County, which were infested the following year in 2017, those are considered eradicated and our uh, Redwood County, and uh, there's another southern county that's escaping me now, but those two were our first row crop uh, fields, and they are now uh, considered eradicated. We have found no Palmer reemerging at them. So that's pretty exciting. That's, you know, half our sites that we've had to deal with. The other ones we're still monitoring, and uh, we're just waiting for that three-year period to pass. Thanks for listening. Find other podcasts at linderfarmnetwork.com and get the latest in farm news and markets on your local LFN affiliate.